You know how we do. Rockefeller. Forever. Yo, we are back. This has been the longest hiatus. Full name change to the pod. We're dropping the ball. It's only ticks. There's too much to talk about. What's going on? We're back in New York City. Like Jordan said, it's been a little bit of a hiatus, but we're in the end of the COVID days, and we wanted to give the people kind of the hottest news on the streets and what's going down in Manhattan and the greater area. And like Joe Biden, even he has to come out of his basement sometimes, show his face to people. And that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to be transparent and uh, and honest. 100%. And transparent and honesty. That's all that matters, as, as Jen Psaki always says. And let's get into it. What, what topics have you been thinking about? What have you been hearing about? What's in the news? What's on your mind? So this Rittenhouse case, okay. everyone feels like they had an opinion about it. I want to ask you a prerequisite question. How closely did you watch the Rittenhouse case? And then we'll go from there. Through, as everything, all consumption of mine is done on in TikTok, TikTok <laughs> yeah. and small tidbits of information. Sure. So I just try to digest it through those mediums. Uh-huh. Uh, have I, did I like watch long things? No, I didn't watch the whole case from start to finish, but I have seen my takeaway was, you know, a lot of it was really a shit show on both sides. I mean, the prosecution was a disaster. Some of these questions were so wild Mm -hmm. and Kyle almost was like mocking the prosecution at time in a weird way because the questions were so dumb. Um, so I found that like very it was very chaotic and, and messy from that standpoint. Totally. And just to kind of juxtapose that, I watched the entire trial just because I was working while I was watching it. And I think anyone who actually watched the trial and was unbiased would come away thinking that the. I think what they need to prove is that there wasn't even a reasonable doubt that he was in self-defense. So anyone who watched racist. the trial. Yeah, exactly. That's racist. That's racist of me to even say. But I think anyone who watched the trial came away thinking clearly self-defense, clearly crazy, like it, the video is really hard to watch, even if you think he was in self-defense. So with that yeah. with that said, what do you think? And we're just going to address from both sides. What did you think of Tucker Carlson revealing that he had been inside the Rittenhouse camp and they're doing a documentary the whole time? Uh, juxtaposed or just compared to MSNBC, MSNBC following the jury to try and get a beat on them, maybe to even influence them. And then how it's been portrayed as black people were killed over state lines, all that. What do you think about both sides of the discussion? Well, so the whole race card coming into play here, it's actually amazing. Like so many people who you would talk to about this, they actually did not know. Like, honestly, I did not know. I didn't know until the the day the trial started. Yeah. I thought three black people had killed him. He was a mass shooter who had gone completely rogue. He drank like an energy drink and he was just screaming MAGA and he was shooting. That's what I went into the trial thinking. Right. And that type of like information that we were consuming made it very uh, hard to then like come into this thing with an open mind. And I think a lot of people found that. So like there was so much preconceived notions because of how this thing was shaped and going luck- into it. luckily the jury that's usually one of the stipulations that you don't that you haven't right. heard the hoopla and you heard you saw a lot of we could reference like the young turks who's now like a neoliberalish type organization anna kasparian came out who's the lead reporter on that and she's like hey like i, I couldn't i couldn't even believe the facts that were being presented in the trial because what she had consumed in the news was the polar opposite so one i'm very surprised that I guess nothing really surprises me at this this point, but 
I was pretty taken back how many people were like hopeful for a child to like spend his life in jail because like even if there's like an even if like you could be honest with yourself and say like eh, maybe he did maybe there was some maliciousness x y and z whatever it may be even that like why are you like so gunning for this child to like be in jail for his whole life yeah that was weird they I, he clearly was it's clear like i said if you see the video it's really crazy like he's getting chased then he shoots the guy like oh my god it's he's crazy. on the floor Th that comes way later the, initial, the second one yeah, yeah the first thing that starts it is and there's clear video of this and this is what the prosecution this is the only piece of evidence in the case that the prosecution did not provide to the defense in its entirety they gave them a cropped cloudy version when you see the clear version just to sum it up kyle's running away this guy's chasing him he throws a bag at him kyle shoots at him the guy continues to go forward and that's where i thought it was crazy i was like if i was getting shot at and i got hit once i would like be like the guy keeps going forward right so whatever you want to think about it and then it goes on from was there this like the six time pedophile yeah this was the however many time pedophile and he throws a bag that he either got out of an insane asylum or a jail that day so it's just a loaded crazy case and more why we're talking about this is the crazy difference in the, you know, Tucker Carlson, who's doing a documentary on Kyle, right. and then how MSNBC, after the fact, said this is worse than anything from the slavery era. This is the worst injustice of, you know, a system that's racist and oppressive. Which is, like, super racist. Like, to say, to say it's almost like, I could say from, like, a Jewish perspective, but, like, any one time someone, like, invokes the Holocaust but it's like something that's just totally not even on its scale. Yeah. That's like, it's like an insensitive thing for a lot of people to say that this is similar. If you're invoking this, that this is the worst thing since Jim Crow, this thing, I think it's insensitive to people who went through like slavery. It's really yeah, brutal. It, it minimizes. And it's a little bit of boy who cried wolf, where if every single time you're saying this is an act of racism and then people watch the case and there's, there's no black people in the case. Not that that would even make a difference. You know, it's just, even if there were black people, th that clearly wasn't the crux of the issue that led to them claiming self-defense. It literally just has nothing to do with race. And if you inject race when it's not there, you minimize when when someone actually does something racist. And this is another example. It, it, to me, it kind of goes in line with a lot of these other cases that you've seen these past years where they're going, you know, justice for this, Y, X, Y, and Z. And when you probe into them a little deeper, you start realizing, oh, this person was, you know, not some saint jesus person that they were made out to be whether they had a really bad criminal background whether it was you know things that people don't like to say about george floyd although that you know 100 murder and wrong what happened he was acting pretty crazy you know these are things that people just don't really say and similar here like people don't really say certain things that are just intrinsic to the case and on the opposite side the people that they're defending you're talking about pedophiles you're talking about enraged violent people that were you know uh obviously an aggressor at at some point that night i totally hear you i just want to address the other side because we're being not hard but just opinionated what do you think about tucker and fox news literally being in the camp the defense attorney went on to cnn or msnbc and he was like i did not like this i did not want this i told kyle not to do this but at the end of the day he's the right so what do you think of them being involved do you think it's unethical do you think it's wrong do you think that they're like some people are making the accusation that they're like celebrating murder or whatever you want to call it. Right. I hear that. And I would say, I mean, like any of these things, when it, it gains a national attention, there's a money element to it. That's big. Uh, you saw it with that guy from whatever that video smear campaign. I forgot his name. Um, 
that settled for $250 million. So I looked into the Sandman thing. Sandman, yeah. That's a huge misconception that I'd like to clear up. He sued for $250 million right. for multiple organizations. Two organizations, the Wall Street Journal and CNN, settled undisclosed. Now, anyone who knows anything about these things, you never it's not even in the realm of what you ask for is what you settle for. Right. I heard floated around that he might have settled, and you have to think about it. Does he have resources to go to trial? Does CNN have resources? Right. CNN has resources. Well, maybe there's big money Republicans back. There are big money like this. But I heard it could be as low as a hundred thousand. So I think it's a misconception out there that you're going to go could in, be. get slandered, and then go sue these organizations for all their money. It, you know, these are right. powerhouses. Yeah. No, I I hear that. But back to what we were saying, and it's true. I think both sides, and it speaks to the environment we're in. Like it's super weaponized where. You find anything that kind of fits your merit narrative, whether it's on the right or the left. Um, and in this case, in the right, I think it fits multiple narratives where it's, you know, the right to bear arms, the right to self-defense. These are things that the right really gravitates to. Um, I guess the other thing that became very political about this was clearly he was a Trump supporter. Clearly he was there because he's anti-BLM. So, And that's, um, where, that's, that's where the greater question becomes whether you're a Trump supporter or not. Do you, do you think – Trump stoke the flames and that's kind of like the they make what a, flames what, what flames gave him the gave him the the reasoning to bring a gun there to be a little bit more on edge on defense like he was claiming he was an EMT he's not an EMT right no that's I think that's so crazy to pinpoint that's like the most anti-accountability claim in the world where anyone to blame anything from saying something crazy and then saying it's their fault is really poor anti let's segue right to accountability World, the biggest uh news story it just straight up is let me run it down real quick i think about 10 people are dead right now basically the the charge is that he was being negligent and there's a two billion dollar lawsuit on him and drake from it's obviously multiple 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 people what do you think about the incident what do you think about his role in accountability is it his fault well yeah your take here i know is a little more conspiratorial i look at it pretty face value like and that's why i just don't think necessarily it's as interesting as people may think it's just a total blunder where they did not take the appropriate measures needed to um, when you have so many people in, in a, a one specific gathering, you know, you saw in like Israel a couple of years back, there was like a Israeli Haredi gathering okay. of people for this holiday and they were trampled to death. People were literally trampled to death. And, and the problem was, this is why we have capacity rules in buildings where it says max 110 capacity, because when you have too many people in a certain closed area, it could get really dangerous. So they clearly didn't take the right measures. Of course, there should be a lawsuit. But let's hear what you have to say. You think there's some more nefarious stuff going I on. I just here. think it's very suspicious that young Dolph will get to young Dolph. But Alec Baldwin kills someone, goes out to dinner that night, has drinks, feels remorseful. Then all of a sudden, a week later, there's this crazy mass casualty event where they tell him it's a mass casualty, but he keeps performing. He goes to a Dave and Buster's after. Would you go to a Dave and Buster's? No. After you're like you, you don't do the mass casualty event, but you're a, a party too by like you're the one hosting the event. It's all very weird. There's a lot of demonic. And I'm not saying I, I don't necessarily yeah. just like when you look at the possibilities, you see that the, the entrance that was walked into is like very bizarre and you can right. look into that on your own. So I'm just saying that I want to keep looking into this. I don't know what happened. I heard from an EMT who literally described it as literally what you saw in Saving Private Ryan. So yeah. it's not it, it's not like 
it's not like people are making a it's overblowing it like there was something got fucked up in there there were so many people who had broken bones and it's just not a normal uh it wasn't a normal concert how doesn't it like make its way to the stage that shit is so chaotic like the only thing is dude as someone who's ever been on stage it would be crazy to think that you on stage are going to have a full understanding of what's going on in the crowd of 50,000 people they would or they wouldn't they would not it's insane so I don't think he should be held accountable unless there's something nefarious going on and I'll let the people investigate it. But I think it's a hot story. And every day in the news, you're seeing there's a new lawsuit. And for whatever reason, the media really are latching onto this. Dude, I woke up at three in the morning and it was the head story the first day, like from the jump, they were on it just like they were on it. And I'm just making the parallel to Alec Baldwin. What was the first thing you heard about Alec Baldwin? Didn't you hear a blank was fired and someone was hit? Like the spin was on from the fucking jump. And it's just really bizarre that. But you think what? Are you inferring that Alec Baldwin intentionally killed someone? No, I'm not inferring anything. I'm just saying, like, when the spin is in from the jump, questions need to be asked and investigations need to be had. And I'll hear the answers to that. And I won't even give a judgment prior to. Yeah. I, so, like, what I was saying before is, like, why didn't it make its way to the stage, though? You know, like, you would think that there's rumblings and people communicate from here. And then it's like, well, we got to shut this they down. Said, this they is said bad. 40 minutes before he stopped performing, whether he stopped earlier or not, that's debatable, that he was notified or his team was notified that it was a mass casualty of that. If you were notified of that, wouldn't you shut it down? Of course. If you get any wind that one person has died in an event. Would you go to Dave and Buster's after? No. Does something seem weird? Yeah, but could this just be being a dumb, insensitive person? Of course. I, I totally leave that open, but it's just the whole thing seems weird. Kylie Jenner posting pictures and it's it's just a lot of weirdness, dude. People are really questioning what's really going on. A lot, a lot of people come up to me every day and say, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is going on? So some people are starting to be like, maybe some shit is going on. We have like no what? Idea. I have no idea. What's the craziest conspiracy theory you've heard? That that this could have been uh, – that celeb- the broader conspiracy is that celebrities do public killings and get away with it and shove it in people's faces to join elite secret societies. Whether that's true or not, I have no idea. But, but from the – outlook of the other side could you see that as a possibility could you see that a main actor in a show about presidential candidates literally kills a witness who's charging against him and you see the parallel in a movie i'm just saying is it out of the realm of possibility that they would do that aren't these people that sick it's epstein related i'm just saying i'm just saying (laughs) everything reverts back to epstein at the end of the this these are like conspiracy theories obviously it's very strange times where um I don't know. You see this kind of backlash very commonly. Like I, I think it was like Kylie Jenner like sold some swimsuits and like the internet just went crazy because totally. they're like so expensive and like there's always fake shit too. Yeah, you know. So like, bleh. but the scene doesn't call for Alec to shoot the gun. This is an old, from my understanding, it's oh, an really? old style gun where you have to. I don't know any terminology. You you have to cock it, then put your finger on the trigger. He wasn't meant to shoot in the scene. That's okay. the end of the conversation. He wasn't meant to shoot in the scene. Why is he pointing a gun at allegedly the camera, which is then in line with the like the prop lady and the director and it hit both of them? What the fuck is going on? And like her husband is a big lawyer for like Trump something. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, fully. I just some sort of like lawyer of something. I was told stray bullets, self-defense. And then you hear the why isn't he arrested? Kyle and I'm I thought what Kyle Rittenhouse did was aggressive and insane. Right. But he was arrested and charged two days after. That's the fact. Yeah. Alec Baldwin went out for drinks that night. What's going on? Right. Similar. So you see these parallels to Are they not Astro parallel? World. But then I they see are, that yeah. one is perceived as a 
liberal and he's very outspoken, aggressive with a history of temper, like temper issues. And then you're comparing that to a 17 year old kid who sees inspiration in Trump. And that's not to glorify it. Like I said, the video is shocking and everyone should see it. And it's horrible. It's horrible. But it's also horrible when you see him throwing up and crying in the police station after like that is relevant. And Alec Baldwin had the same reaction. So it's not to say that Alec Baldwin is like celebrating, but I just want these things looked into. And that's why I want to talk about it. Okay. I want to pitch you on a quick movie idea relating to this Alec Baldwin thing. Okay. Okay. So it's a movie within a movie. The scene, it opens up with this killing. Okay. Okay. This is the first scene. Right. And you don't know if they're filming a movie on set. Okay. Or if it's real. Okay. You don't know if the killing is real or not real. Right. And the whole movie is like trying to uncover this. If there was like a motive, if he actually killed someone, and you're really torn in between. It's kind of like a Birdman style. It's like o- OJ's book. If I did it, yeah. Think about like um, like very Shawshank Redemption, mm. where like all of a sudden, at the, or like 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 um, Fight Club. At the end, it starts unraveling, and you kind of start realizing it's like the movie. motives and this, and this, and then you don't know if it's moving unless it twists in the end. Are you, how much are you ready to invest in this production? If I was a Chinese billionaire and I was trying to launder money into the U.S., I would give you fifty million. These would be the rounds. These would. This would be the exact criteria that you'll see people <laughs> popping up from Saudi Arabia, from yeah. this, from Qatar, a hundred percent stuff like that. Let's move on to the next thing that we want to talk about, though, dude. Uh, complete topic shift. What do you? Let's start talking about. What are you looking for? Phone. Uh, I don't know. Huh. What does it matter? I don't know. I need to look up like shit, like odds and stuff. True. But let's get right into what what you would need your phone for. Uh, Found it. COVID statistics. Okay. Basically, just to set the stage, COVID has been politicized in like in regards to how it's going from the jump. Cuomo was seen as a, a emperor of New York City. He cured it. He saved it. It was all bullshit. F- Florida was seen as the devil. Death Santis. It was all bullshit. Gretchen Whitmire was seen as a hero. Michigan is doing so great. It's the worst COVID outbreak in the United States. Yep. Where are we with the statistics? What are you thinking? What are you seeing? Talk I first need my monologue. Okay. I just want to let the audience know that I'm a survivor. I've recovered. Oh and I haven't told people this in public before, okay. but I was battling something was really it? profound recently. Oh my God, dude. And I let my family know. I let yeah. the close ones around me know because I just want like – I wanted to keep it in my inner circle, right. but I just think – I have such a good relationship with our audience and God and God. And I just want to let everyone know that I tested positive for COVID a couple weeks back. (gasps) Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I tested positive. And you took horse medicine or no? I battled through. I battled no horse medicine. I battled through. I am vaccinated. I thought Joe Rogan was your, your lead physician. <laughs> Joe Rogan's my lead physician. Because usually when I have a medical issue, what I do is I, I say, hey, guys, I'm going to go home. I go into my closet. I get my computer. And I put on the latest Joe Rogan episode. And any parallel to health expertise, if he says you should go walking 30 minutes a day, I will take that and apply it to any issue I'm having. Just like Trump said, in, inject yourself when, with that day, I got a, or some a shit. full size, like a six foot syringe. And I started trying to do it because that's how literally I take a comedian and a game show host medical advice as one of the, I'm a like a devout follower. Of right. Anything they say is when I hear it, any other opinion is not even permeable into my brain because I'm so locked <laughs> in and they say it's not a cult. I say it is. I'm a fucking di- like disciple of the cult. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I tested positive. Not, oh I recovered. 
I'm vaccinated. Okay. When I tell people yeah. this, they, their reaction is, are you vaccinated? That's well, the first thing well, they, they not, tell me. You, you're lying about it because you couldn't have got it if you're vaccinated. See, that's – no, but this is what they say. You actually, and then I look, say – Wait, hold on. Look me in the eye. You actually got the vaccine. I got the va- I got and the jab. And I'm just trying to take you seriously. And then you're telling me you got sick. Okay, hold on. Well, all seriously. You would actually be dead. You actually would have – it would have projected you out the window and you would have died on impact but if dude, you didn't get the vaccine. This is, is a common thing. This is a legit common reaction oh. to people. I'm not kidding. I've told so many people. Are and you they saying go, I'm not being genuine? No, they say, they're like, hold on. You were, you're vaccinated, right? And I say, yes. First of all, it's like some sort of social shame. I don't even understand. Well, if you weren't, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I wouldn't even look at you. So that's first. Second, second, they say, they say, oh, it must have been a breakthrough case. Yes. Yeah, dude, yes. That's what it is. It's a breakthrough case because because look, I don't think you're getting it. You 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 got the protection and that actually what they said is it you, always works. It oh it's 90% 90% efficacy. Like dog okay. Yeah. And you just you're so unlucky, dude. You're literally so unlucky that it broke through and how it did that, I we won't get into, but it did break through and you got it. But thank God you got the vax because you would be dead. You would be dead you would be dead. I know it's shitty to bring in small sample sizes, but like people that I know, I would say a large majority of them are vaccinated. I would say Thank God. this is like a wild fucking number, but I think like 20% of people I've known are vaccinated and have gotten this thing. It's a small sample size, but like there's clearly nothing. And then I also know so many people that haven't gotten it. I mean, who haven't gotten the vaccine and they have and have gotten it. it. Oh, they have got it. They have gotten it. Yeah. And it's just like a very common thing. I was sick for three days. What were your side? Was there any side effects outside of the common cold? The loss of smell and taste for like two to three days. And it was scary. Obviously. No, no, it wasn't scary. Oh, it was strange. It was like bizarre. Okay. It's like just an unusual thing you've never in life experienced before. And then you before. were eating and it came back. It just happened to come back. Yeah. You just like started coming back. But like the first day when it was gone, it was like fully gone. Was there ever a point during it? Because I would be scared. During my rec- – call it my recovery. During my recovery. Because when I had COVID or at least thought I had COVID – it wasn't, it was March of 2020. So this, like the, the it, so, scare was real. The scare was not real yet. was the point I was trying oh, to make. Okay. The scare became real in about April. Got it. If I had had it during that, I would have been scared legitimately. Right. So you did not feel that. No. And that just shows you like the strength of, uh, uh, like I was kind of like laughing about it day one. I was like calling people like, Hey, I have COVID. I don't know. But, um, but it just shows you kind of how we've geared ourselves up as a society and we've really done everything in our power wrong as far as like educating people on how to be how to act what's the right things to do so like how did we get here basically i think what happened was there was a there was an effort to demonize trump that this was a real problem and that the the left used it as a chance to demonize trump i think trump as anyone would, didn't know how to handle it and it didn't particularly go well, Joe Biden pitched himself as the candidate who would fix it. He hasn't. And we're kind of here today where there's so much distrust in the U.S. media, in the U.S. because – and the reason, just to expound upon it, is because there isn't a real distinction between Jen Psaki and Jim Acosta. They're saying the same thing. Right. And That's at very some, true. And at some point, educated people start to say like, hey. Is there a difference between Kaylee McEnany and – and Fox News, there wasn't so much of a difference, which is kind of the problem where you're always like literally going to bat against the people banging down your door. And it's kind of like a reactionary thing. So right. just to excuse Jen Psaki a tiny bit. But with that said, smart people are starting to poke holes in these hypotheses. They say mass work. And then you go look at 
places that implemented a mass mandate and you don't see the correlation. You, you look at places that have a high vaccination rate and you would immediately think like Israel, like Israel, like a lot of places, even like on a smaller scale, like Michigan. And you'd say high vaccination rate. Clearly, that's going to have a correlative effect to low cases and right. low death. And then you see that it does it. So you said, how did we get here? We got here with people trying to say, I do know how to fix this. When the real answer humbly should have been, oh, my God. This is a freak thing. We think it came from a lab. We can never probably 100% prove right. it, but with you know all signs point to the lab, these are the measures you could take. Every day is going to be an uphill battle because we just don't know how the virus is going to turn. Instead, they didn't do that. Dr. Fauci said, I have all the answers, which is what he did with the HIV epidemic. It's another fucking, he's a piece of shit. He's a yeah. piece of shit. He's a good guy. Like I, I mean, think he's he been loves, in Washington for like nine. I think years. he loves his family. I sure. think when he hangs out with his friends, he's like a very nice guy, nicer than me. He loves but China. He is obsessed with thinking he knows. Right. When any humble person at this point would say, "Yo, we're in this together." I don't know, but it's been right. condescension, and that's how we got to where we are today. Where my friends in Austria are like they're saying, like they're literally making them a second class citizen. We're one step away from that. So people are really at the boiling point right now and they're pushing back. Yeah. And to your point, it's like, how did we get here? I think one thing that politicians really like to do is saying like, I can do X, Y, and Z. And then in turn, I improved this issue by Y. It's like a thing you can tout and whatever. So those types of approaches really made their way into the limelight when it came to COVID. They're saying, Okay, what could we like point to that just shows we've taken decisive action, unlike Trump? And exonerate themselves. And yeah, if exactly. you're the leader and you do you do mass mandate, you can't be blamed. Right. But because we and then they say these trigger words like we've taken decisive action. We've taken Don't this. Don't you hear me? We've we've taken the action, yeah. you idiot loser. Right. Like we have done all the necessary we are being safe. We are being um you have a different opinion, yeah. you're a murderer. You're right. a, you're a super spreader. Right. So it's all these things of like, how is us as a politician, can we enact in law and policy in X, Y, and Z to make it seem like we have this under control, where in fact, pretty much the opposite was the best possible thing you could do. Let people make their own decisions. In many ways, if you're young or whatever, be amongst each other and get it and weed it through your That's at least an segment of population. Um but we just did the opposite. We did some like really weird draconian shit in hindsight that this year it just passed the death rate of last year. How is that possible? Like if you want to look at any stat, that one alone should be like something weird is and happening. We've we've referenced the Lancet a lot on this podcast, one of the lead medical journals. Just this week, they came out and said in a very sophisticated way, it's not okay to blame unvaccinated people because it's not true. Wait, what do you mean? You know, the running messaging from Washington oh, and yeah. this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yes, yes. The Lancet just came out and said, hey. Why did they say it's not true? I didn't read the article. Okay, okay. Yeah, because, yeah, it's definitely been some sort of like war to demonize these people for their other choices. And uh, you're finding now that there is other remedies kind of focusing on cures as opposed to prevention is really the path What do you mean here. There was no effort against prevention. The game plan from Dr. Fauci was if you get it, go to the hospital, put them on a ventilator. Which in hindsight was it's like the these... stupidest fucking plan ever. Actually, the second it's is not stupidest. It's li literally that lung related in hindsight. I'm not a medical person. I can't... It doesn't seem like it is that lung related. That's why ventilators are ruled out. Initially, we thought this was this strictly lung related disease. Dude, 
the guy, Robert Malone, who invented the mRNA technology, said, we are experiencing an outbreak. Everyone agrees on that. Every single expert agrees on that. We are in an outbreak. You cannot vaccinate your way out of an outbreak. He was ignored. He was called an idiot. Anyone who followed him, Dr. Pierre Corey, right. idiot. They're right. You cannot vaccinate your way out of this pandemic. You can only, it's just not how it works. So what the government did, and it's pro- so Operation Warp. to go Johnson & Johnson, was that the right call? No. Because that's not the, that's right. the only non-NRA one. And it's, no, I mean, like, that isn't necessarily my conclusion necessarily, okay. even as looking at it just from a statistical point of view, because I don't have the scientific background. The answer was that no one knows and no nothing's working and that the BLM protests outside seemed like they did not have a high transmission rate. Florida in the summer seems like it does not have a high transmission rate. New York City in the summer seems like it does not have a high transmission rate. Yeah, what does that tell you? Right now, similar to the flu, it's seasonal. It's seasonal and that maybe if you're outdoors, transmission, you know, because all those instances, more yeah. people are outdoors, maybe outdoors is the policy. So then when you hear that, and it's just an opinion, and then you hear that and you hear that the policy during the winter could be a lockdown. You have to say to yourself, what the fuck? That's are they, what they're talking about again? I'm just saying, in Austria, that's what they're talking about. Are they misinterpreting the data? Or are they doing something nefarious? And I don't have the answer. I'm just posing that question. But we got to get to part part two of the podcast today is going to be wild. Do you have any closing thoughts for part one of the pod? Part one was wild. Um, but uh, we're going to ramp it up for part two. Stay tuned. Bang, bang. We are back. Part two. Let's jump into it. Presidential odds. So we just let, – let's first recap where we're kind of at in this cycle. We okay. just had some elections. Virginia, yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. What happened? Mm-hmm. What does this mean for 2022? Yep. What does this mean to 2024? Yep. So basically what happened was roughly 11-point shift across the board from Joe Biden uh, to this election. Uh, for the R's, it shifted. And what does it mean? It means that there's a potential red wave coming. So what you're going to see is older Democratic people that are up for election saying, you know what? I'm retiring. I'm retiring. (laughs) And you're going to see a lot of that. And you're going to need to see a – like it's the fourth quarter of the football game and the Democrats need to do something. They're not stupid. These are smart, savvy political people. Of course. They better fucking come correct with something. The Republicans just legalized marijuana. Oh my god. So if you – I'm not saying it's going to be a red wave. But if they do nothing, if they stick on the path of everything's racist, Cor- Corgi Bush sleeping naked on the House steps for home for to stop the eviction moratorium, and then it lapses and she does nothing. So right. basically all talk, no action. It's a red wave coming unless they really deliver for the people. How they do that, that's up to them. What do you think? Well, New Jersey was wild because that is a state that had a much larger gap in years past when it comes to Democrat and Republican. So the fact that that was so close – and to a guy who just did not have money on the national level. From, Citarelli? Yeah. He was like a literally a hot dog maker. Right. Literally just did not have like the funding. When they and- asked him what he thought about marijuana, he said no, period. <laughs> so this is the kind of candidate that you're putting up against like a Goldman Sachs, heavily invested Phil Murphy. Right. Who's now politically savvy, very similar to Trump, came in real rough like, oh, hey, I'm Phil Murphy. Now he's like, black people, I love you. White people are the enemy. Like he's on message. If the message comes really true and clear that that the Republicans are truly through and through their party of freedom and choice, whether it's school choice, whether it's personal life choice, whether it's everything. And the Democrats are the party of 
like we the government want to tell you x y and z what to do but to give them credit it's it's out of the end game to help you that's what they're saying they're yeah saying, we want to do these that's what communists do exactly i'm not i'm not disputing that. i'm yeah, just saying it's, it's not it's not as it's not as bad you know the freedom party and then the people who hate it's not like that is not the comparison no i guess it's not but i think that is something that like essentially i think desantis has given the model to a lot of Ooh. people death santa excuse me yeah desantis has given the model to a lot of people as to like what you could do you associate with trump but you aren't trump you hit back hard but you you portnoy yeah you portnoy where you hit back hard you don't kowtow to you say something you don't i apologize down. He doesn't really punch down yeah you don't do that you're strong you're strong in your decisions you lead by example yeah these are kind of the ways that i think many people have found and then you kind of see a real similar way of governing that you've seen through chicago with lightfoot new york cuomo de blasio you've seen similar with newsom and people these are very liberal places and it seems that people are kind of getting a whiff that they're not really uh uh what what they don't they don't offer something that they want to sign up for and can i tell you why it's because when you start saying i'm the party that's going to help people the people start to say okay we're going to support you when you deliver and then you go down the checklist and you say you know they ran on medicare for all or healthcare for poor people have they delivered no right have they decriminalized or rescheduled marijuana and expunged the records and free the people in jail who are in there for that no have they made people's lives materially better through the economy are, are things cheaper are americans living a better Definitely life than two? no yeah no. no so then you start to say so what why are, the fuck am and, i supporting this and, and, and so let's try to like actually think of what have they done Pause the school this. system our people people got to look at the school system for the first time with their kids being home there is backlash at every corner of the united states education that's right. run by a very democratic push so sure. it's like where where are they winning yeah, it's tough to see. I guess the best way to like try to look into what they're at their glass and like understand what they want is probably through this infrastructure bill because that's like basically their hand-picked elements that they feel the most passionate about. A lot of it is like climate-related stuff. A lot of it is programs, more government programs. Um, one thing though that I'm seeing that these are like real pulses of our economy. So like through my job, I'm seeing that these are like a real problem. You have a lot of the lower class, like class C housing, you know, working class housing mm -hmm. that evictions and delinquencies are climbing like crazy. Which is a natural, like, obviously that would be, have a correlation. Yeah. But one thing, so you're seeing is these programs, we've had such an uptick in programs to bridge the gap for money. But now what you're starting to see is because of the eviction moratoriums that were locked, there's such a backlog and now there's such a backlog to get the money in people's hands that logistically you can't do it fast enough. Right. Like it's just not so possible to do it. So there's problems at every end of the chain. So there's problems paying, there's problems getting the people money who need to pay. There's problems getting their right. jobs. There's problems with crime, etc. And that's kind of so no matter what you put in this infrastructure bill, at certain point the system's going to become as much money as you want to hand out to people and give. The system will be overwhelmed when it you can't have enough people working on the paperwork itself to get it out. Sure, that's one element of it. And I think you're actually starting to see that um, here. So shifting into 2021, mm -hmm. who would you say, are, who, uh, without seeing the odds, who do you think are like the top candidates? Who do you think? For 2024? 2024, why did I say 2021? Um, that's Santis, because he just wants to- You would think he's the favorite? He's the favorite in my eyes. I'm saying both parties, by the way. Uh, yeah, the I follow. Okay. So I have Death Santis one, I have Trump two, I have Kamala three, I have Michelle Obama four, 
uh, have Joe Biden five. Cause I just think Joe Biden has like, just like, he has a chance, even though he doesn't. Uh, I, I, would, I cannot believe that. I would give Portnoy six, Ben Shapiro seven, uh, Tammy Duckworth eight, Gretchen Whitmire nine. Uh, that would be about- Dude, some of the names on here are Oprah actually 10. wild. Dr- Oprah 10. Okay, Trump is favorite plus 300. That makes total sense. Total sense. He's a powerhouse. He's off social media, which is a huge detriment, but his but sometimes not hearing from a candidate is a great thing for fringe voters. I don't see how the odds are ever going to get better than – like these are great odds. You should take that plus 300. It's all contingent upon the party accepting him as their candidate. Okay, so Biden is 5-1. to one. I wouldn't even go near that. But How? How is he five to one? Because he has he'll he'll have the backing. He'll be eighty three. It's a new culture war against Trump. It's it's not about him. He's just a corpse. It's about he's going to be the guy against Trump. So again, they're so they're like Trump. Please run. Please run Trump. We love talking about Trump. We want to talk about Trump, dude. I know they like put him on lids and propped him up and gave him medicines for he's the struggling. debates and stuff like that. But three years he from now, himself. that did can't you hear about work. that story? Yeah, he shit in front himself. of the Queen or some shit. Yeah, some shit like that, dude. That's insane. I mean, yo, his gaffes are so crazy, and obviously it's not reported on to the point where, like, he's bashed. He's not bashed on SNL Nightly like Trump was. These things aren't coming to the limelight, so he's really able yeah, to, like, really lie low. But After anyone we, who sees it, I think, well, is pretty clear Do you need to say anything more than he has a video meeting with Xi Xiaoping, the president of China. Yeah. Four hours later, he's Xi Xiaoping is flying planes over Taiwan. They're connected. Yeah. He's not, like— Oh, go! F- he's like, oh, this guy's an old fucking man. I could, he's not gonna. He's saying he's gonna defend Taiwan. It's sixty miles. Like, right. Get out of here, old man. I just can't believe that. So next, which I think I can believe even less, is Kamala at plus six fifty. Like, dude, I these crazy are these are crazy odds. She's the worst politician of all time, but she she knows her game. She comes off the the truck yesterday. She says, you know, they came down with the verdict, dude. I've been in I've been in criminal justice my whole life, and the That's system's pretty not good. fair. <laughs> And then she sashays off and like, it's like, it's like, wait, Kamala, like, did you watch any of the trial? It was the clearest cut self Yeah. I don't even, I felt really dirty. And about. this was someone who was running our political justice systems. Now like she's, that's sick. And that's what I sometimes hear from Judge Jean Pierrot, where I'm like, this person was actually in the system. And was that's actually, a problem. And I was like, oh my God, like we, uh, you want to talk about reform? Kamala, we need reform from these people. Yeah. Kamala and Justice Judge Janine. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I can't believe she still has the justice in front of her name. We should all be revoking that. I've never not, but that's what, it, that's literally her legal, you know, like, yeah. Justice it, Judge Janine. It's like almost like, uh, like, Judge Judy Brown or whatever. Or like Prince. Like, yeah. I don't know. You yeah, just no, like have to like. It's the same thing. Ichiro's and Dea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Judge Judy Brown. Okay. So by the way, that plus 650 to me is so mind-blowing because you don't go from the least worst polling person when you're on the stage four mm-hmm. years before. Just because she made it into the thing through someone picking her, there's actually rumblings that she's going to be ousted. I, heard I believe this. For the, to be a Supreme Court justice. If a I know, which is so crazy, dude. That yeah. would be right. absolutely that's sick. How the, we know that's how politics work. We know that's how it works. Uh, I don't want her anymore. I'll move her here. I'll bring in Pete Buttigieg. Which that brings me to the point. He is 28 to 1. He is the next Democrat available on the ticket. Dude, this is a man. 28 to 1. He couldn't – so like this is is the story of Pete Buttigieg. They go to Iowa for the first caucus and something breaks with the machinery and he comes out and declares victory. And even his own internal people were like, Pete, like (laughs) you didn't win. This is a man who made a documentary – and his hu- his husband is like, hey, like all the other 
president uh, candidates have their significant other on the stage. Why am I not on the stage? Pete can't even answer the question. This is a fake man. And if the Democrats want to get behind him, it makes sense because that's what they're about. Platitudes yep. Yep. and virtue signaling. Trying to find the next Obama in any which way they but can. But this man is hollow and empty. And if that's who they really want to pin their hopes on, good luck. The path forward for that bet, why it would be a good bet, is ousted Kamala. <laughs> he's in their cabinet. They nominate him. And he's good at some elements of the presidential process. He's very polished. He's very sure. on point, on message. Yeah, people were very excited about him because they had this like Obama I was hopeful. I really liked him until I started realizing everything he said he's just was, a shill. Yeah. was nothing. Yeah, of course. No, he's just another one of these Washington hacks, which has worked for the Dems. Obama. Yeah. So when you say – I'm going to get Citigroup to draft my whole thing. I mean, I, for the odds, I like that better than Biden at 5 to 1. Like 28 to 1. That's could, like a nice number. He could like polish himself up even more and make it happen. And really, the linchpin is that he does end up taking this vice president role, which I know is a long shot too. I, I don't see that. You think Kamala will last the full four years? I do think that. I hmm, think the thing is that they're going to say, we're going to go in a different direction for the next one, even though it doesn't seem possible. So let's go through some of the Republicans. DeSantis, 8 to 1. Who? Death Santa, yeah. sorry. He's a, good candidate. He's a really, like we said, we addressed it. He's a good candidate. Will he run against Trump? Yes. He will run against Trump. This is Marco Rubio versus, except he's going to win. Is there a chance that they team up and he sees his path through we have to that see, way? I haven't really got the inside beat on what Trump's thinking. Trump's usual uh, like MO is that I'm the boss, you're fired, I'm not second in charge. I'm either first in charge or I'm not in. Trump did win Florida, but getting him on board will secure Florida. It would, be a, it would be a powerhouse ticket because they also have built in that they're hated by the people they need to hate them. They hit hard. And also the thing about him is is it comes with this positive uh, success of COVID that people are now feeling. So you bring him on and, and it's like, oh, czar. it was well governed. He's like, the COVID czar. Yeah, even that's that. That's what they call Mike Pence. Right. So, that's true. That's not my word. That's their word. <laughs> Let's just call Pence the czar. He should just be the czar of our all Justice, our lives. Justice Judge Janine, Prince, the czar. Maybe Justice Judge and Pence as a ticket because Pence on here, Gutfeld? 25 to 1. Do you like Pence at 25 to 1 more or Buttigieg so at 28 to 1? So the appeal for Pence nowadays is way better because he came off when he said, I can't even eat dinner with a woman. People were like, holy shit, get this Indiana hick the fuck away from me. <laughs> but now people are almost back to that 2020 attitude of like a return to normalcy. Let's just get the fucking neocon in there. He'll do a few wars. He'll pretty much leave us alone. The economy will be better. Maybe you think that's, some of the Rust Belt states, this is what they're gunning for now. I'm not saying they're gunning for it, but, but what this election will end up being is who there will be a, there will be a ultimatum. There will be a left candidate and there will be a right candidate. Will Trump get primaried? Hard. Could, oh yeah, they're going to bring it. You think that the guy at the RNC wants Trump again. He hijacked the party. They're starting to be like, yo, the Democrats are so weak. Trump's off Twitter. He's so weak. This is our chance to get Jeb Bush into the White House. Jeb so Bush will never be on a stage not again. Not Jeb Bush. But you, you know what I mean? Jeb Bush. But who's the Jeb Bush of today? Exactly. Nikki Haley? Uh, 18 to 1. And let me say it again. Fang Fang <laughs> is sleeping with my colleague and best friend, Eric Swalwell. It's like, get her. They want her in there. They want Dude, She's 18 to 1. Then, so then you start getting to the long shots. Dwayne Johnson, 40 to 1. I want nothing to do with him. I Pompeo, him. 40 to 1. So you're just having all so these like Pompeo, hold on. leftovers. Hold on. No. That guy looks in shape. He looks on message. On, 40 to 1 is nice. That is, that's me. Get, you you want my, that. I want a thousand. I want. A He's also establishment, but he has the Trump affiliation. CIA. The CIA will be like, we'll bring him in. He'll the clean FBI it up. will bring him in. 
uh, Chuck yeah. Schumer, if you fuck with the CIA, they have five ways backers to fuck with you. They want to get an insider in there. So they're not talking about aliens. They're not Could talking about he JFK. Be Trump's VP? No. This no. man, this, you don't see what he's doing. He, it's, it's go time for him. He, it's launched. He's in shape. He's on message. 40 to one's really good. That's actually That's a great amazing. bet. Dude, Pompeo could, could be the lead. Could, if Ben Carson could lead the race, Pompeo can find his way to the top. Just early. to make you feel very shitty that Ben Carson is on this list That's at insulting. 80 to one. Even that is an insult. I, I, what book is it? Dude, I don't know, but there's some crazy names on here. Bezos, 66 to one. Well, I don't begrudge that because anyone who can build himself up to that much success can run the, the government. Carlson, 50 to one. Tucker Carlson. You're, you think I'm kidding that I think all these populists are aiming to run. This is Michael the, Flynn, 50 to one. Michael Flynn has been consistent in his messaging that he was wrongfully, you know, I don't. Josh Hawley. Who? No chance. I don't know who that is. Um, he's out of. Um, 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 he's got in the wheelchair. St. Louis. What state is that? Massive Missouri. No, no. Ivanka Trump, 50 to 1. No, stop. Elizabeth Warren, 50 to 1. Kansas Owens, 50 to 1. AOC, 50 to 1. Well, AOC, Adam Kinzinger, 50 why, to 1. AOC just turned 35. Why not? If you're AOC, why not? Why not? Your, your, your career in your district is falling fast. She came in as the – who did she beat? She beat a very senior person. Paul Ryan, 81. Michelle Obama, 80 to 1. Do we want that? Michelle Obama. Pompeo, Pompeo are the bets. Pompeo and Obama could easily be in. Tim Scott, 80 to 1. Could be a VP question, black dude from South Carolina. You know him. Yeah, yeah. You know him. You know him. Um, Bernie Sanders, your boy. 101. Gang, 100 to 1. Literally couldn't even. I mean, 1,000 to 1. He can't even win the New York mayoral yeah. race. Don Jr., Dan Crenshaw, Chris Christie. How are nah. these guys on? George Clooney? What Chris Christie fuck? thinks he's running. All right. I think we have our list. Yeah. Um, so, best money, Pompeo, Michelle Obama. Get your bets in now early and just ride that to victory. Should we check out some 2022 election odds? We could, but I also want to get into the second part of this this one, the crypto debate. Okay, let's just really quick look at some of these election odds. Okay. So, 538 has Republicans at 42.4%, Democrats at 42.1%. So, it's really close. We I know that polls that. favor the Democrats. Dems. Big. I think it's going to be a red wave because I don't think they'll make the counter move that they need to make. They're just going to keep going with the same talking points, the same Joanne Reed shit. So this is what they have here. Um, hmm, these are tough to read. I don't know. I don't know. These are – okay. Which party will control the Senate for 2022? Here we go. This is what we're looking for. Republicans minus 350. Minus 233. It should be 350 because yeah. it's over. That's really good. Fuck. We should take it. The problem is – it probably could only get better for the Dems from here, so you're probably not getting the best this value. This is the worst time, yeah. Right? Yeah. You're really not They getting... need to come with something. Like the week before the election, I'm sure you're probably going to get better odds than that. There will be a dossier about how DeSantis was pegging Trump. There will be something. Um, okay, so that's Senate. Hmm, let's see what else we have here. Hmm. Yeah, these are interesting. Um, okay, shifting gears. Crypto. Crypto time. So uh, you give your opening statement. I'll give my rebuttal. You give your closing. I want to get. Where are you today? Where have your Where have you been wrong? Where have you been right? Where Where do you feel like you're Warren Buffett and I'm the guy who's going to go to jail for insider trading? So, as I've always stated, I don't have a problem with the premise of Bitcoin. I think crypto. Crypto. I'm going to just say Bitcoin for the purpose of this thing. When I say Bitcoin, it means crypto. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with Bitcoin from the standpoint of it's transferable. It's not government controlled. 
you know, these types of things, an electronic form of payment, sure, an alternative to the dollar, sure. Instantaneous. Instantaneous, sure. Uh, check proof, sure. Trans- like accountable, you can go to the blockchain and see the yes. transactions. All these things sound wonderful, amazing, great. The problem is how it's currently being used, how it's currently being manipulated. This is a finite supply, and what you're having is people so there's, hoarding. There's a finite supply. There's a finite supply. And it's a lot. There's a lot of Bitcoin. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you have speculative hoarding going on right now. Can you no, agree with that? No one's disputing that. Okay, so you have speculative hoarding going Would on. Would you also agree that in every market that exists anywhere, there's always speculative hoarding? Card market, stock market. Yeah, it always. doesn't mean they're healthy markets. But I'm... It doesn't mean they're healthy markets, but you're pointing it out as a criticism that there is this. Correct. I'm saying that in every walk of life, every market, there is this thing where people hoard the asset or whatever you want to call it. If we're talking about something that resembles something of gold and something of a currency, right? We're just going to say it has similar qualities of both, right? No. Okay. What does it have qualities of? Well, it has the qualities you named. How is that applicable to gold, which is a rock? It has a storage of wealth quality of okay. gold. There are some similarities, but okay. just one is a technologically driven ether connecting, like what you think of with like the internet. And then one is a metal that does share some of the same. But aspect. it's utility. It's utility. There is a utilitarian aspect to both of them as there's a utility to the couch. Yes, of course. Okay. Okay. So when we're talking about utility, when you're talking about things of gold and a currency. Silver. Sure. has those types of qualities where it's a storage of wealth and transfer of goods and bartering, et cetera, mm-hmm. has those qualities. The fact that the outflow is not the, is not part of the system. It's really just pure inflow and coupled with a finite supply. Why is there no outflow? Because it's not being used like that. People aren't using it for bartering. They are strictly buying and hoarding, hoarding so right now. The online casino world is only built on crypto transactions. Uh, there are going to be elements of life, like going to the corner store, which will make more sense from both the consumer and the person uh, selling to use these because they get maybe in the future. Okay, but I'm just saying. Until that happens, we don't the know. The outflow it's... isn't on the same pace. Does as that concern you? No. Why not? Because there is, because as it starts to become more embedded into society, vending machines, gas station. Uh, wash, uh, go wash your car, uh, bus stop, all these things as it becomes part of government, you know, entwined in government, but separate, not the US dollar to yeah. transportation, it will become more, the output will exactly match the input. Why would it not? If not the other way, as if not more people will be spending than hoarding because it will be so utilitarian. Like, so but useful. so the day that happens, I'm interested. And you're going to coming. No, it's not because what you're seeing right now is this thing is rampant with manipulation, rampant with hoarding. It is being used as speculative hoarding. People are saying it's going to be 100000 going to be a thing. And it has a finite supply. But the problem is once it has a healthy economy of inflow and yeah. outflow, yeah. the price will be defined by its supply and demand. So meaning if the supply and demand – It's clearly being speculated that it's unbelievably valuable. It's getting speculated at 60000 today. So it's like – where but its, it's use not, is going to be you're, defining you're right. its. But that's what I've always said, dude. You're right. And let's say it does go down to 30,000, 20,000. Right. Yeah, we don't know. There is a floor, and it's not $500. That's kind of my point. Is that I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. But even with the outflow matching inflow, it will definitely be an unbelievable number because they will slowly over time be less Bitcoin. 
whether it for, doesn't for, for a multitude of reasons and people will need them to go through the workings of society that's just even one fiat element of the whole thing so like yeah you're saying there's gonna be such mass adoption yeah that at some point like credit cards and when it's having that natural flow yeah. that it will become less volatile because the flow is so natural less volatile of course this isn't this it right. got made in 2009 you right. when you look at any graph of a thousand years you, volatility is so intense relative to that time period of course and then when you stretch out the graph it's irrelevant but right now how people are using it they're targeting some very lucrative numbers so they're what? basically just hoarding it until it reaches those numbers what and then they're dumping it for micro, sale what did then do they, with they rebuy stock? back in when microsoft That's, was pop, popping off at the beginning any investor would have been an idiot to say i'm going to realize my 3x with where we're going and you can become but i don't like when you compare things to something that is ingrained in assets and ability to produce income these are income producing assets that microsoft has so the way you think about paying someone that has utility to people this thing doesn't necessarily have utility to people and or at least right now its utility is not being exercised on a mass scale it's util that's everyone in the space says that they they say there will become a day of mainstream adoption to where we can where everything is fine too because a lot of the techniques are being experimented on in beta situations and they're like oh this doesn't work it, it doesn't it's it's very based in keynesian economics and a lot of very intense economic theory that you don't understand that is the foundation. i understand explain I no i don't understand either okay these, these are the smartest people in the world who are who do you think is working on ethereum and bitcoin these are these are the next generation bill gates's so they're working on things to make society better to become ingrained in society to add value to the to what will become a country ethereum will be the country that bitcoin will be the country you belong to so that's why whenever, i like these concepts i'm sure they sound great but whenever you say i that, just am trying to yell from the rooftop saying what is happening right now is highly highly concerning okay mass hoarding and speculation is highly concerning and then the day you're, you're going to need your groceries because of what we just talked about where these people can't afford to pay their rent and can't do this and it starts trickling through okay through different classes of our society so compare this to the u.s the people dollar. are gonna is, is yeah this... scream out of this this hoarded currency because they're gonna say just like we saw with cards just like we saw with other things when it comes to that point and and it builds that momentum it's gonna momentum down like crazy but dude if you if the u.s dollar was this very pure fiat currency that wasn't inflated that wasn't manipulated i would say you know what dude this is too risky this is too speculative but what you're comparing it to is the european union the united states of america is doing a build back better they're in open devaluing the currency yeah. for nothing that's a problem so that's There's what i'm no saying there is a leap of faith that you have to make when you get into crypto the best thing to do with keep up with inflation is own assets that will keep up with it so companies and if they're would, inflate, if, you, if you could go back five years ago what would be the number one asset in the world that would keep up with inflation would it be bitcoin and ethereum of course it's how it's performed to date but and the it, reason is how it's performed to date is to me very alarming and i i always hear you on those and you're right there is a lot of that but it's i've always contended that it's a a, a fifth factor in the eventuality of its intergrinding into integrating into society how how helpful it's going to be in terms of voting again quadratic voting there's all these the the way that we vote now is not representative of democracy in a, in a technological 21st century world just not right. so there are methods of that there's methods of when natural disasters uh, occur that your country will respond 
on the blockchain in a productive way that will save lives. It will be a healthcare mechanism that will save lives. The insurance industry will be gone. These all, sure. If However these work, they sound great to me, but do you have any concerns of what I'm saying? When do I, those things make I, sense to you? Of course. When you're going to be desperate for groceries and your Bitcoin is way too volatile and you're just trying to convert to the closest thing that will accept groceries. Well, well I, no, I, I feel strongly that we're in the, before 2025, every grocery store will accept cryptocurrency. Mark that down. But what happens when you're buying an Apple for one day at, at relative to the US dollar for $50 and it's, the next day it's 20 cents? Unfortunately, the luxury that the world has has been able to That's going to be a problem for grocery stores to adapt it. They're not going to the, because the they have fixed the they operate on fixed costs. The entire economy costs. is going to shift and if you don't adapt with the times, you will be left behind. If you keep saying, I'm going to live in the 1930s economy in 2020, you will be left behind. And you see that in any country could have been a player in the crypto space. And the ones that are doing it in the shadows are making a fuck ton of money for their country. And the ones so that, far, yeah, that's how it's gone so far. But I think so these far. things can have but did I not rough come, ending. But did you're I come the guy, in 2014 and say we should get Bitcoin for $600? Sure. And you're also the guy in 2005 who said, dude, I'm owning six houses in suburban Florida. They are making a fucking killing. Everyone's doing I that have now. this, I'm this, and the income's coming in. I own, I just bought my third house and this. And then you find out that once the fundamentals of these people living in these houses is not strong enough, you're stuck with six empty houses and they all hit the market. They all flood the market and it comes down. And you'll see that with Bitcoin. You will see that because at some point there's going to be a level of scare in the market and concern. You saw it in a small scale. And this is what happens with all these things. They, you get these small jolts from the scale, but there's ultimately going to be a big enough jolt that really sends it. And then it's going to level off into its nice wow. value of once you once know it what it should be. That's all nice. But again, this is an asset or this is a thing that's as of today worth about in the $60,000 per coin. So someone out there agrees with me that. Yes. So, and a lot of people out there agree with me. And the, the public opinion is really shifting. The more people get educated, the more it gets intertwined in society, the more good. And it's a lot of cryptocurrency is about public good. You, you a lot of times talk about the Democrats wanting to do public good, but it, it's executed. It just can't get executed. It doesn't execute. There are all these answers and you can all read it at the you can read it by looking into every coin and seeing what is the utility? What is the function? Who is behind the coin? How does the economic uh, situation work in terms of like coins and then supply and demand. So these are all things you can look into. And as people start to get more educated about it, we will see if you are right or if I'm right. Last thought. I want to hear your things. The metaverse, Facebook, meta, this metaverse. Is, so every graph has its peak and its eventual downturn. Everyone. It's just what goes down. Mark Zuckerberg has, is tanking Facebook. This is the biggest disaster that is, he is so – because Facebook was predicated that he was in touch with the average person. He said, oh, this person wants to see whose person's yeah. girlfriend this is. This could not be a more out-of-touch person. In the, Great call. So he is the blind leading the blind. He's leading. He's pitching us on something no one wants. No one. Everyone is starting to realize, yes, technology is amazing, but sometimes being outside and being tra like, transactionable with your peers is honestly more valuable. He's tanking this company. I would short the fuck out of it if he didn't have Instagram. Oculus Rift is a failure. It's all a failure. His whole shit is going down. I would, I would short at every single point. Yeah, and you, you're, to your point, it's getting involved with something that's totally not in their core business model. Their core business model is to bridge people together through they lost the sight. most uh, online normal human contact, meaning pictures, tangible, things like this. You're now going into something that is really like…